0: Thanks for making the Locked On On This podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. So do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications, upvote, comment, all of that. We'll be very proud of that. We are, it's just a special guest today. We've got the Portal Queen joining us yeah. today. Coach Yo is in the house. How are you doing, Coach Yo?
1: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you know, you know,
0: Ole Miss women's basketball, way back whenever I was a young kid, um, back when the Gillum sisters were running around, and Van Chancellor had built up a machine over the years that the NCAA tournament appearance, NCAA tournament appearance after another. And Carol Ross took over, and she had a run to the Elite Eight. But after that, Ole Miss women's basketball fell in hard times. And yeah. I can't – I don't know exactly what happened, but I think the NCAA came around – and Matt Insel tried to turn it around, and they just couldn't. But, Coach, you you, actually emailed out to whoever, I think it was Ross Bjork at that time, saying that you were the right person for this job. And I'm curious, what made you think that you were the right person for this job? Because Ole Miss basketball was not in a good place at that time.
1: Well, uh, and actually I called. I called a search firm. Uh, mm. So – the 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 reason why i thought i was good for the job is because i had just done the job with a smaller budget at ju so when i showed up at jacksonville university in florida the program was in in a disarray had never been to the ncaa tournament um was down out of of luck on some years and i was able to go there and turn it around and if you look at my five years at JU and my five years at Ole Miss, it's almost identical as far as, you know, post play, the number of wins. Um, and, and the only difference is at Ole Miss, obviously I have a bigger platform. I'm able to get more talented players. We were able to go to Sweet 16, but this is not like my first rodeo. So after I realized that everyone was turning the job down, I didn't understand why i wasn't considered
0: yeah and it's been truly remarkable because i remember a few years ago i think you had a game against south carolina and there was you were like playing a manager <laughs> and it was like 50 to yeah. 8 at halftime and i was like oh the, you, yeah the, but the patience and the perseverance to stick to it and then an n.i.t finals run and then an ncaa tournament it's just a, it's been a slow build all the way up and it culminated culminated kind of with that upset in Stanford of Stanford. And yeah. Tell tell me what that night felt like. Tell tell me what that was like.
1: Well first of all, I, I told people when I got interviewed my first two years here, I said, y'all, this is gonna be a crock pot, you know, and I know we live in a microwave society, but this is complete Crockpot uh, cooking over here. Um, and so I've always felt like our program uh, can be where it is now. And then I, I think uh, us going to Palo Alto and beating Stanford, arguably, other than the final four runs uh, that everybody had this year, is one of the most significant and biggest wins. Not only because it's Stanford, but because it's Stanford. You have a Hall of Fame coach in Tara Vanderveer. Uh, I think it's been 11 seasons or maybe more in a row. They have been in the Sweet 16. They had only lost a total of five games in the past five years um, at Stanford and two this past year, and one of them came to us. So if you were a betting person, you probably would think you wouldn't bet for Ole Miss, you know? <laughs> uh and so it was really a cool night, and I felt as far as matchups were concerned, we were in a good space to shock the world, which we had an opportunity to do.
0: Yeah, and it was really awesome, and you became a star for a couple of weeks, and it was it was really <laughs> cool to see. I, I followed along. I'm I'm not the biggest women's basketball fan, but that <laughs> just completely grabbed me, and um, I I started yeah. paying attention. A lot at that point. We have a guy on our show um, that comes on, um, Brantley w- Brantley Sanderson, who comes on, uh, and he's the biggest Ole Miss women's basketball fan I could find. He, is, he comes, he he, is. <laughs> he, yeah he he comes on to tell me exactly what I should be knowing. So whenever you had that <laughs> week of going down to LSU and then the South Carolina overtime game, whenever that happened, Brantley was like, "Hey Steve, you need to pay attention to this because." I think Ole Miss is closer than um everybody is thinking. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. We'll see what's goes on. And then that week is like, yeah. okay. Coach Coach O's yeah. got it going on.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was wild. Uh yeah, shout out to Bradley for real. He he I I tune in when I can. Um and he always tell I he would always bring us up and talk about us and hmm. and uh it, it it was it was phenomenal, you know, and from that yeah, Ole Miss women's basketball have been featured in USA Today, uh, the Wall Street Journal, New York Times. Um, I just did something with CBS Sports. Um, I spoke. I was a speaker at the Wall, uh, Wall Street Journal Festival in New York. I mean, it's been incredible to be able to promote uh, O Miss women's basketball in the University of Mississippi, you know, on a national stage in a positive light.
0: Hey, let's change gears a little bit, um, and look towards next season. And whenever the transfer portal, you made the comment that you were going to do damage in the transfer portal. <laughs> what was your strategy and needs before any of these girls signed? What did you think you needed to find? And then how did they address this need, the girls that you got?
1: Well, I think a lot of people forget, um, uh, that last year we were in the portal and we we signed nine new players last year and so uh you don't want to have to sign that many with a roster of 15 uh so this year what we wanted to do to balance out our classes was get freshmen which we did we signed five and then see what we needed to fill in the blanks with on our roster and so once we realized who was graduating um we started to target um positions that we needed and uh we were playing and we were uh looking at the portal to see who was in there and coming up with dates while we were playing i mean it got to a point where we were like okay if we're in the final four we'll be in oxford for this amount of time we need to bring recruits in on this weekend, <laughs> these couple days. So, you kind of have to be like a general manager and a master planner so that you can put yourself in a situation um, to be prepared to attack the portal once kids go in there. Because it's really, I think, the ones that can captivate that portal kid right away most times will get the kid.
0: Yeah. And and the name that everybody got really excited about when it hit was Kennedy Todd Williams. Um, Talk about her a little bit as a player. What are we looking at?
1: Uh, Kennedy Todd is is a six foot guard and women's basketball, that's pretty tall. Uh, You know, she can play the two, three and four. She can score. I think everyone, everyone was away because we, because she transferred out of North Carolina and she had, you know, Louisville and LSU, you know, teams that uh, were in the Elite Eight and Final Four this year and uh, was the second leading scorer on North Carolina's team, uh, just a hustle player, a complete athlete. And we're excited because we get two years with her. And so it was a it was a big get for us because of, you know, where she came from, uh, the way she played there, the notoriety. Uh, I think she made second team all ACC. I mean, for for us, for Ole Miss, a program that three years ago was 0-16 to be able uh, to land a kid like her was a pretty big deal. I mean, we got Shakira Austin, and I thought that was a big deal because she was the number one player in the transfer portal. But to go ahead two years later and and get a young lady like this, it, it was another pretty big splash.
0: You also had two players that went SEC to SEC um, with yeah. Carissa Richardson and KK Deans. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. height-wise, two completely different players, but what can you yep. expect from them?
1: Uh, well, Carissa is – is man, her upside is tremendous. I think she got a freshman of the week uh, this season. Uh, she's a four-player that is going to completely um, – help us from an offensive standpoint, and then from a rebounding and toughness standpoint. um, I mean, she just has it. Uh, And and we. I'm excited about her because we have three years with her and we really need size. Uh, That's gonna be something that we focus on even in the 2024 class, uh, replacing some of the people that we will lose and making sure that we have size so that Madison Scott can start to play that three four instead of that four five level even though sometimes when we play small ball that is our best lineup so carissa brings that kk uh shoots a better three-point percentage than anyone in our team uh she was top five in tons of scoring uh, uh, offensive categories in the sec she is a scoring point guard uh she has swagger demeanor her demeanor is just full of like toughness and leadership. And uh, after losing Maya Taylor, who was tough and, and a defensive dog, you know, KK brings that toughness and that dog mentality, but also that offensive prowess that we really, really need if we want to ultimately get to a Final Four.
0: One thing that I find is interesting, whenever you look at the high school recruiting that you did, there's a player from Serbia, Obviously, there's yep. a Bahamas player. I can't imagine who yep. the end was there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it, it's kind of a global, you casting a wide net.
1: Yeah, well, when I hired Coach Boyan Yankovic, uh, that is one of the things that I hired him for. I wanted to start getting into our international recruiting. I just think in the Southeastern Conference, our skill level could be better on the women's side. Like we had four teams in the sweet 16, you know, last two years, we've had the national championship. Our, our conference for women's basketball is the best in the country, but uh, we have to figure out oh Miss, our place in this. Okay. And so our place is going to be a mixed bag of everything because in our radius, you know, there's not a hundreds and hundreds of of kids that can play at our level. So we kind of got to spread it out and diversify our portfolio. And we've really figured out a niche. We got one from Virginia. You know, we love our East Coast ties. Um, we went to Kansas City and, and, and got a stud that I think is going to be uh, really good. Like you mentioned, the Bahamas um, uh, uh, um, and Serbia, uh, where Coach Bojan is from. And then we went to South Carolina and got a 6'5 post player from there. So we kind of go wherever the talent is. Uh, I've been coaching for a long time, and so has my staff. And we've been all over the country, so we have connections there. And so we kind of just go after it.
0: Okay, before I let you go, um, and obviously – 2023, 2024 basketball season is probably going to be one of the most anticipated basketball, both men's and women's <laughs> basketball season in Ole Miss history. Um yeah. what what can fans look forward to a Coach O team looking for looking like in 2023?
1: Well, I just think the consistency, I mean, if you've ever come to our games, you you have seen uh, an incredible style of play from athleticism to skill to energy, uh, high-level defense, we're, we're top defense in, in, in the country. Uh, but now a splash of fun basketball on the offensive end. I mean, we averaged 70 points this year. But one of the things that I'm not shy to say is I would like us to score in the 80s. So that's 10 points uh, more that we're going to look for. And it's going to be our style of play. Um, I also think when you come to Ole Miss women's basketball game, it's just a great experience. Uh, I think our, our, um, you know, our marketing crew and our game day crew, uh, they're intentional about making sure it's a family environment, um, and you feel like you can touch our players. You know, they spend a lot of time with fans after the game. Obviously, I'm on Twitter. And uh, I just uh, for and, and a good bang for your buck. We have a lot of family deals, uh, we have a lot of game day deals, but season tickets is just 50 bucks. And last year we averaged around 4,000 people, and I want to get that up to about 6,000 people this year. So um, if we can spread the word and come out, I always tell them they can get their money back. Just call you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so <laughs>
0: nice um how do they order season tickets is how would be yeah
1: you can just go yeah you can just go online uh to old miss sports and go to women's basketball you could order season tickets i think all of our floor seats are already gone there is a wait list uh for it because you know people love to just be up close and personal and i just believe that the reason why it's good to support us is because we're in the community you know this is our third year winning the community service award uh, we give back. We engage. You can touch us. Um, and that is important for us. And like you said, I think it's going to be a, an exciting style of basketball, obviously, with Coach Baird and, and what he does. And and then our consistency, you know, why, why not? I told people five years ago, I said, if you're into stocks, you got to invest in women's basketball um, or it'll be too late. And so I still believe that we still have room to invite people. And, and I don't know if you've been to a game yet, but we got to get you to one.
0: <laughs> hey, I'd love to get up to Oxford to see one. You know, I have not been to a basketball game in the pavilion yet, actually period.
1: Okay. Well, you have a personal invite for me. <laughs> uh, if you want to catch a doubleheader, sometimes we play and it's football at the same uh, mm. on the same weekend. Just let me know; I'll hook you up.
0: Outstanding. Anyway, thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Every day or tomorrow on the show, we will continue our off season ramp up. Um, I don't know how we're going to follow today, but tomorrow <laughs> we will absolutely try. Anyway, Coach O, thank you so much for joining the show today, thank and you. hopefully, we can have you and again. And
1: I and I feel I feel official now that I've been invited on the show. You know, this is my first appearance, so I guess I'm true. I've truly made it. Now that I've been invited on the show.
0: (laughs) If you don't notice, my head's getting bigger and bigger. (laughs) Anyway, take care, Coach O.
1: Thank you.